Welcome to the K Podcast. We're going to have a fun time talking about sports, a little bit about life, but ultimately just getting away from the negativity of the world. If you do want to interact with us, we do have an email, the cave in Kansas, Kansas abbreviated 15 at gmail.com, all lowercase. Case takes it to the next level. We're going to start with a quick prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time that we can sit down, enjoy some sports talk, and um, get ready for this busy season in the sports world, starting all the stuff. We hope that with college starting, with school starting, with jobs getting busier, that everybody uh, is able to uh, live a good life, the one you want them to, and they can impact others. You just need to pray. Amen. Here we are back on the podcast. It's been a little bit. College life has started, so it's been busy, but grind continues. Alrighty, we're going to start off with the dad joke of the week. More like a couple weeks because we've been gone for a little bit. But here it is. Why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go golfing? In case they get in hole in one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Today was, that was easier to find a dad joke. Yeah, let's, right. move, let's move on to the next one. Icebreaker question. If you could pick a TV show to be your life, what show would it be? Probably Friends. We watch it a lot, and it's a little bit of the characters put together, and that would be how my life, you know, is, you know. i got to say, uh, criminal mind. I'm sure. <laughs> Are you a criminal? You know, never know. I mean, like, never know. Oh, boy. I'd say uh, The Office. You know, that's kind of my humor style. And, uh, you know, I don't know who I'd be. A little bit of Dwight sometimes, sometimes Jim, sometimes Michael. But it's a good show. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's funny in a, in a different way than most people like. But mm-hmm. we're getting a little NBA talk. Chet Holmgren is out for the year with a Lisfranic injury to his right foot. Playing it. Pro-Am. First of all, Pro-Am League's about to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. After a, the number two pick goes and plays and gets injured, they're going to cancel every Pro-Am League. There won't be very many NBA players that go to uh, the Pro-Am anymore. Only big names, at least. It's not. It's just not worth it. If you, like, risking an injury. The one thing, it's like, uh, you know, at this point, Chet Holcomb has two options. He can come back and play either just be- worse than he did, Craig Golden style, or he can pull a Joel Embiid, get bulked, get big, start working on your game. You know, foot injury is tough, but you can still shoot. You can still lift weights. You might not be able to run, but you can still keep conditioned. So hopefully he, he uh, uses this time to do what's best for him and not just – Hang around like Anthony Davis. Who, who do you think will fill the role this year for his? No one's going to fill his shoes exactly. It's going to have to be a team effort for that. Uh, I would say, I mean, um, we talked about immediately. I mean, Derek Favors will get the starting job most likely. Veteran experience, yeah. But I think um, that gives a lot of open opportunities for Lou Dort. Big one for me. And... Uh, the other one, Jeremiah Poku Jetsi. Poku, okay. Um, I was thinking Jeremiah. You know, P- 
Poku's at that point where if he doesn't prove himself, he might be gone soon, sooner rather than later. I mean, he's still young, but. Well, they have 17 first-round picks. Everyone is has to prove themselves every year. And, he, yeah, he could be – if if he doesn't prove himself, he's a part of one of those trades to get – to move up. So, yeah. It's hard, but it's just kind of – you know, with the way that the Thunder rebuilt, they knew they had those, those you know, s- tough decisions. College football started this weekend. Not not a lot of – Not ranked games, though. Great games, but yeah. we're going to get into the, the bigger teams – and then KU. We'll, we'll keep talking. It's okay. Kansas football will be the next. But we're going to talk about the top 25. A couple of uh, just things that stood out. Texas in the top 25. Uh, in like a month from now, they won't be. They got to play Alabama. Which, uh, I won't hurt them in rankings too much because it's Alabama. But if they get smoked by Alabama. They go down a little bit. Yeah, they, they might take a hit. But it's it's Texas. They're not good. <laughs> Their team's not good. I mean, they're not bad. They're still a, a big t- a D one team. Yeah, but they're, they're always gonna be hyped up every year. It's kind of like the Cowboys, bro. I mean, same state. They got to represent somehow in yep. college football. Alabama is definitely the consensus number one coming into the year. I mean, they had they held the two top players in college football according to ESPN's ranking. Uh, I mean, they just had the Heisman, who's coming back, one of those two players. Do you know if that was ESPN staff or? It was ESPN staff. ESPN staff, okay. So it's the top 100. They had um, a linebacker and a quarterback. All right. So. Saw Clemson in there. Clemson's at They'll four. Be. Yeah, it, that's a tough decision for me. I don't think Clemson's that that good still. Yeah, I, I think so. Trevor is kind of. And quiet over there, and then it's been a year, but four. you know it's like they that had a lot of people graduate that year to, with them. So yeah, another team that I'm looking at a couple sleeper teams, the two that I'm looking at the most, uh, Houston at 24. It's an interesting team. They're gonna be going to the Big 12 here soon, and I think if they have an opportunity to prove themselves at this point, heading into the Big 12 with this next year, the year after, then. They can be like, yeah, we're we're gonna top gun, even though we're still moving into the Big Twelve, which is, I mean, football wise, you know, it's a little bit different than basketball, but they're still good top teams in the in the Big Twelve. And Penn State is another one for me. They fell out of the top twenty-five, but uh, you know, they started out five and zero before injuries derailed their team last year, and then re- the returners are pretty much the whole team returned. So, and the coach is just like that. I mean, like he made Trace McSorley look good, so yeah, it is what it is. Now we're gonna get on to some KU football, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Jonathan, you talk about just some main key points for KU football this year. Uh, two couple couple main points. Everyone's looking forward to this season. I think KU fans football. Uh, see what Lance. The culture change. Last year he came in late, and it felt like we kind of got hot late towards the end of the season. So if we can keep riding that momentum and start and going in the conference play, like coming going hot, um, I don't expect a bowl season. But at the same time, there's some people that are saying 500. I don't. We go, we go. What, we got three wins last year. Two wins. Two, two wins. 
go two to five hundred, that would be dramatic improvement. I mean, that might have been the most fun two win team you've ever seen. Yeah. They were competitive all year, it seemed like. But then you got a lot of returners coming back. Um running back is always good. Devin Neal. And then they got a local local kid, Kai Thomas. And they got seven starters coming back on defense too. So they got some experience coming back. With with the draft, you know, going to the NFL, you have to be a at least a junior. I think it's twenty one. Mm-hmm. So that helps with with teams when they say returners. There's always going to be a lot of returns coming back, unless you're Ohio State or Alabama. Yeah. Well, it seems like with KU, this problem is a lot of them get out, they they try to get out of there pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But I mean, our, our offensive line is great. QB looks to be uh, good with um. What uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels looks like he he won the job pretty easily. I um, I don't think it was their comp. There was really a competition. Yeah, and you talk about the offensive line compared with a a double back uh, a double backfield that. Both of them are dangerous. Our offense will be should be good, and our defense, pretty it was pretty bad last year. Give a lot of points, but young. Well, when young. we talk about seven returners, it's, well, it's four freshmen or soft four freshmen coming in, or four transfers that have all made impacts in either in their high school or their previous college. So, um, I I obviously don't expect them to go five hundred. I mean, it'd be it'd be but awesome. There has to be improvement, though. But you know, even a four-win season is yeah. is improvement. So there's a lot of room to improve, and I like well, I like excitement. our coach to do it. Mm-hmm. Kansas State, another local team. There's not a lot to say about this team, um, other than one name. Well, they're going to be good. They're always pretty good. Like they're going to be good in the Big Twelve this year. Like they got Deuce Vaughn. That's the only name you need to hear. And they, got the, they got the monster. Nebraska transfer quarterback, Adrian Martinez. Martinez. Yes, gonna, he and he's a, he's a dual threat, which you know it's not usual for K State. But you combine Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn, might be a deadly duo. Yeah, a Deuce Vaughn might. That's gonna be crazy. He might be up for Heisman. Not 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 a, a top favorite, but he would be a top ten, top five. He's got to be top ten in voting. They, they was a uh, definitely an interesting one, you know. With it's like it's a sneaky team because they don't have a whole lot of uh, returners, um, but they could be a team that's a good surprise. I mean, they're still K State football. They're they're always gonna be good. They're always gonna be pretty good. So they could sneak into it to twenty five a couple times. Yeah. We talk about a little bit about NFL before we move on, and we got the last preseason week here just ended. Fantasy football started. When is the uh, cuts due? Like Tuesday. Tuesday? And they got cut down to 53, but then they can add practice squad. Yep. The one thing, you know, fantasy football starting, oh, yeah. time to get hype. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't say I'm a expert, per se, in fantasy football, but I do indulge in the occasional league. You know, uh, it's, it's interesting when you're looking at it from a fantasy football standpoint and a fan standpoint, like what you're looking for, like in a quarterback and fantasy wise, you want points, you want yards. 
but that's not necessarily what you for maybe a GM. So the Jameis Winton fantasy 30-30 season. That was a great season for fantasy. Yeah. But if you're a coach, you're yeah. you're you know scratching your head what's going on. Yeah, you don't want to be there in that situation. Yeah. Anybody who's uh going up in fantasy, good luck. You know, good luck on your draft. If you're going against me, I apologize. <laughs> but you know, have fun with it. It's 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 time to just have fun with your friends and and get to watch you know, enjoy football in a different way than just watching it. So there is some leaks with punishments though for last and you know what? I respect some those new people. Curious to see like some new ones, new ideas. There was some crazy ones last year that I heard. I've seen the uh, the pancake one where each pancake they eat is like I think it's two hours off, but they had to go for twenty four hours. An IHOP, yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna get to the MLB. Who's hot? Who's not? Mm-hmm. Already. So who's hot? With the uh, three teams, they're all tied. Uh, Diamondbacks, Angels, and Twins. And I also saw uh, Braves and Dodgers. Dodgers have been hot all season. They're consistently winning. So you can't really say they've been, they're getting hot or they've been really hot. They've just been hot all season. Uh, Braves, they were, they're, they're getting pretty hot. Like they're getting hot at the right time. Um, but these three teams also this week have been, pretty well too winning three games in a row right now um but who's not san francisco i think they've been on here a couple times they've been up and down throughout the season they've been i think one time on hot and a couple times on not hot they don't know what what line they want to play with it's a a streaky team for sure Mm -hmm. the one i found it strength is angels like a lot of people talk about possibly blowing up the you know the Otani Mike Trout duo, but they're sticking with it. Well, it sounds like the getting owner at the right time. So, mm-hmm. sounds like the owner is wanting to uh, sell the team. Curious what will happen there. New ownership, maybe change culture. This seems like they take a bunch of old guys and they just ride them into retirement. And instead of competing, they're LA. They should be competing every year. It seems like. And you 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 kind of just expect you know mm-hmm. with the, you have two of the top players in the league, and it's disappointing that they're not. Mm-hmm. We go to the Royals recap for the week. It was a it was kind of an interesting week. I mean, when you look at the record, two and four this week, not great. But at the same time, it was kind of fun to watch. It was you know competing versus the Padres, which is always a good team. Good teams, yep. And that that's what you want to be able to compete versus good teams. It's a bad team. Yeah. It, the Royals need to stay in games. Because when you look back on the season, you're like, we're, we're there. We're just, we need to put a couple of pieces together. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've heard uh, pushed around a lot. The Royals are kind of stuck in that fun phase. It's fun to watch them. You know, they're, they're young. They're, they're energetic. Young, yeah. But... The good thing is they have still a lot of room to grow. You know they're not they're they're pushing the the door to to gonna be good, but the, it's crazy when you think about it. they're all you know most well, we had six or seven rookies player or eight I think now with Rooker playing. But was there thirty uh, something games left? Yeah, 
It, this is a good time to get hot if you're going to do it. You know, get get your rookie some confidence. Get your young guys some confidence. And right into the next season with with expectations. Yeah. So, we got some Royals Players of the Week. We got Honorable Mention, Salvador Perez. He's, there's... Salvador Perez is always going to do his thing when he's playing. But you can notice when he's not playing, you can see some veteran experience, some leadership not there. But so our player, Royals player of the week is Bobby Witt. He was 7 of 25, 6 runs, 2 home runs, 5 RBIs, 1 triple, 1 walk. I'm, he, I'm sure he got some stolen bases in there too. He's he's just the, like when you talk about um, in the MLB, you know, you have specialists who are hitting home runs. You have specialists who are fielding. And he just feels like that guy who can do everything. Mm-hmm. When he's out there, he can. He's gonna. He's gonna beat you in a race. He's gonna hit a ball further than you. He's gonna, you know, go to dive and catch when you try to hit by him. He just, you can't beat him. And it's, it's, it's uh, you know, he was the number one prospect for a long time. Coming up in the league, he struggled at first, and uh, he's starting to prove himself as a somebody that will be dangerous for a lot of years if he stays with the Royals. Yeah, you see that Julio Rodriguez contract was what twelve years, but it, the money it can go twelve to fourteen. It's all up to him though, really, how he performs. And you want you're probably thinking maybe Bobby Witt, he's gonna have to get that contract. As tough as as, but the, as the Royals gonna pay him though. Yeah, so his small market team, low budget. They don't have a history of paying people like, like that. Like, we didn't think they were going to pay Salvi. We didn't pay, like, 25 a year. So we're getting paid now. Yeah. I mean, it took a long time. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, and it, plus you got so many rookies to play to pay. And, you know, maybe Bobby Witt's one of those guys who's like, I'll take a pay cut to stick with my team. Um, keep the keep core the together. Yeah. And it's, it's fun watching, you know, we w- watching the – the Royals in the tw- early 2010s when you had Kane and Moustakis and Hosmer and Perez and Gordon. You could kind of, it's almost like deja vu watching the team right now. It's like the same thing's happening. you got this young core comes in. They dominate. Mm-hmm. They build this chemistry. They get the right pieces around them, and they push for contention. Now, oh, we got the GM who can make sh- who can make big moves. He has yet to do it. But once we once we get this core down packed, you know we we can definitely push for contention in a couple of years. The the thing that's going to be like Julio Rodriguez, he's going to be known as the highest paid player at the time. There's always going to be another highest paid player, but what's going to be more meaningful is when, say, Bobby Witt does take a pay cut. What be more meaningful is winning championships. You know, more people remember because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like Bobby Wood. That was a, he took a had a big contract, but what if he doesn't live up to expectation? If he takes a pay cut, you keep the core together, you win a championships. That's going to be more to the fan base and to the team than Bobby Wood taking a forty million dollars a year. And uh, and it shows his commitment. You know, like what he really wants in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to bag on on Julio Rodriguez. No, I mean, go, I mean go obviously he wants to win games. Yeah. But at that point, it's like you're hurting your team more than you're helping, because you know they, you said you can only have certain much money that can go around, you know, 
taking a pay cut to help your team w- win games that shows your commitment to wanting to win not just to be the to be the mansion guy mm-hmm. who owns everything well then money doesn't buy you happiness it doesn't but championships do championships you'll be known forever you're not well Julio Rodriguez doesn't win a championship he'll be known as the highest paid player that's never won you know I mean different sport but who got their jersey retired Bill Russell over championships mm-hmm might not be the best player to that. Wasn't the highest paid. Wasn't the highest paid. Well, he wasn't in the, this era, he would He wasn't the be best player on like in his era, technically. Playing, yeah. But it, who, that's what they remember the most. So, championships, you know, actions speak louder than words. So. I think it was 11 championships. 11. I think he had a couple as a coach. So, but and still. The only um, person you have a bigger legacy in that world right now is Joey Chestnut. So, I don't know about that right. one. All right, thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We'll be next week. Stay tuned with the NFL getting ready to start. Thank you very much, and have a great week. Peace.